Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a school principal in search of wisdom, and I have found productivity to be a great tool of success. Today, I have the great honor and pleasure to interview Dr. Eric Youngman, who is the Assistant Superintendent of Teaching and Learning at Libertyville District. Dr. Youngman is the, uh, a published author, a speaker, a consultant, and a growth mindset advocate. Dr. Eric Youngman, who are you? Nice to see you. Nice Thank you for you. having me. Um, I am a father. I am an educator and I'm an author. And I love to talk about leadership and grading and growth mindset. Awesome. Uh, tell me about uh, um, the, the importance of being a father and an educator at the same time. I think it's important when we're teaching our children how to learn and how to focus on continuous improvement. So I think a lot of the times as an educator and a parent, the types of questions and the timing of those questions are important so you can build that self-directed learning, that confidence, and again, that focus on continuous improvement. If we ask questions the right way, hopefully then they'll start to independently think that way in the future and empower others as well. Amazing. So uh, can you walk us through your professional trajectory up to this point? I started in Gurney, Illinois as a first grade teacher. So I taught there for four years and then I was an assistant principal for four years. And then I moved to Libertyville where I was a principal of an elementary school, Copeland Manor School for eight years. And then I became curriculum director and I'm finishing my ninth year doing that. Um, for 20 days last year, I was also interim superintendent and now I'm the assistant superintendent, but essentially I've been doing the same job for the last 10 years. Um, I also recently began to write blogs, um, which led me to also write two books, one about homework and one about growth mindset. And as I'm writing, I'm also presenting and talking with other educators. Wow, uh, let's, let's, let's touch base about those books. What made you write? In the end, our school district was looking at our homework policies. And as I did research and started to talk more about it, um, I actually reached out to Kathy Vadrot and she's written books about assessment and also homework. And as I talked with her, she encouraged me to start presenting and to writing. She said, look at writing a book and, and, and articles. And I kind of skipped the article spot. Um, I started presenting and I wrote the book. Um, and then with growth mindset, um, I focused a lot on sports when I was growing up, soccer, basketball, and baseball, that was my life. Um, and so I love the concept of growth mindset. We are talking about resilience, um, that focus on continuous improvement. And as I continued to do different research about that, um, I then started to write some blogs. And then in the end, I was able to write a children's book and I liked the children's book. Um, just because it inspires conversation between the parents and the child or between teachers and students. So we can understand in simple terms um, some of these complex skills that will help people be independent because you need a growth mindset when you're learning um, new skills. Um, when adults are learning technology, um, it's always something that you need. And so that focus on effort and attitude can be very powerful. Beautiful. How did you get interested into writing a children's book? I think just so one of the opportunity to talk to students about it. And um, as I did different research and looked at the impact that it could have, um, I like to talk in rhymes as well. So if you can infuse both of those and try to create some powerful sentences 
um, that at least can help students think um, and talk um, about growth mindset. It can be pretty powerful. Great. Awesome. So, like in Back to the Future, um, can you pick any any position you have held? What would be one or two things you would tell yourself if you could go back and do something different? The first one is probably something about empathetically believe in best intentions. Uh, sometimes you are judging or assuming you know the story rather than focusing on problem solving. Um, so empathy, I think, is very important to understand other people's perspective and really that focus also on problem solving. Um, the second one, because I like to talk about growth mindset, is just that um, resilient focus on also taking calculated risks. Um, some of our biggest successes will be because we had the courage to ask the right question or to talk to someone. Um, so both of those, um, I think, will be powerful for others and would have been more powerful if I realized those earlier. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so reading books is a privilege, right? What is one fiction book that you will give as a gift? And what is a non-fiction book you will give as a gift? Uh, oh, The Places Will Go by Dr. Seuss, because that kind of inspired my book about growth mindset, where um, the illustrations are black and white and rather simple. Um, it's rhyming, and also it can be used as a gift if someone's graduating. It can facilitate that conversation to have students think bigger picture as they grow up. Um, and then the other one would probably be Visible Learning um, for Teachers by John Hattie. I'd like to understand the impact of learning. And so when I'm talking about, I heard two presentations, Tom Shimmer who's over there, he talked about John Hattie. Um, David Schmidow um, also talked about Hattie. In my presentation tomorrow, I'll be talking about John Hattie because when you're making these instructional decisions, understanding the impact and the effect size on that, I just think it's, it's amazing. And I think the more we talked about that in our school district a couple of years ago, and now we're coming back to those, you know, understanding why and which skills or strategy may have the biggest impact. Yeah, fantastic. Um, this is a broad question, right? Uh, who is or who are your biggest influences? Um, I mean, in general, I try to learn from every interaction. Um, I like to focus on um, education leaders and athletes, um, but that's who has influenced me the most in general. Who's your top education leader? Who's your top athlete? Uh, Tom Gusky, because I, I did a lot of research. My dissertation was about um, standards-based grading. And so I read a lot of his books and I was definitely inspired by him. Um, athlete, I grew up um, inspired by Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Um, so he's my top athlete. He likes to, he's great, great at basketball and golf. Uh, very competitive, so he's definitely inspired me. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So uh, being successful includes being on top of your productivity, but this can mean so many different things to different people. How do you get organized? Uh, how do you get your email, your to-do list? Uh, what, what can you share with us? In the end, I have my phone in my hand way too frequently. So if I'm listening to presenters today, I'm typing little notes and I have in the notes section of my phone, I have a couple of different topics. But within that, um, I will make a note of it and then I might retweet it out later. Um, it might be about a book for me to read. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. When I listen to podcasts, um, a lot of those are on 2x speed, so I can just quickly listen yes. to it. Um, I love everything is, is fast. Um, I can still understand what they're saying, and I can listen 
in a much shorter duration. Um, a lot of the times when I'm doing my emails, um, I do just try to touch information once. So if it's a email on my phone and I recognize it's a longer email, I, I will skip that one. Yeah. Um, but I just try to be efficient with what I'm looking at and where I am. Um, I'm not always in my office. Sometimes I'm in classrooms. Um, even at night, I have my phone and that's the time where I'm still catching up on email. You do need that important break between work and life, but at the same time, if there's downtime and you can answer some of the emails, it allows me to focus on different things okay. at work as well. Okay, so the phone is key. Okay, Absolutely. Uh, let's go back uh, to the podcast. Which one is your top, if you had to pick one top podcast, which one would that be? I don't know if I have a favorite right now. I've been thrilled. Everyone with Teach Better um, who has a podcast, they've invited me on their podcast. And so it's nice because whenever I'm on a new one, I got to, I usually listen to them in advance. Like I was listening to yours um, about the gifts that you were talking about um, and how you interpreted them and how it could inspire others. So I just like hearing about new podcasts. I like to listen to it. Um, so there's a lot of them that are very inspiring. I think all of them are asking good questions. Um, like I said, back to the positive intentions. They're asking questions. They're curious. Um, they're putting their own spin on it. They're sharing it with others. And so I think check all of them out. There's a lot of great ones for Teach Better, um, even with other organizations or other topics. Um, there's so many different ways that our students and people can learn. Um, so instead of always just reading a book, sometimes it's a podcast because you can then um, multitask and do other things while you're listening. So yeah. podcasts can be tremendous. There's a lot of them. Out Beautiful. There. Uh, let me ask you one more follow-up question. Um, uh, as an aspiring assistant superintendent, what advice would you have for someone who's a principal and is thinking of <laughs> at some point moving on? What advice would you have? I think you need to talk with other people who are in those roles that you're thinking of going into. Um, understand what the role is at as a principal, but then start to think about what impact, um, what topics, what districts you might be interested in working with, and then try to make sure that you are proactive in opportunities that you can um, take leadership responsibilities for things that are outside of your school. Um, but I think you really just have to connect with people who are in those jobs and ask purposeful, purposeful questions to see what they're doing, why they're doing, what they're learning, um, you know, what the benefits are, what the challenges are. I also think you need to think through in your life, you know, your family, um, what people have going on so they can um, understand what the different um, positives and challenges and different needs are. But again, um, anytime you can do an initiative in your school and that's impactful and you can share it with others, then you're able to do some of those roles as well. So I just think it's talking to the right people, um, making opportunities, not just within your school or your district as you connect with other educators. Wow, I'm so impressed. I forgot to uh, praise uh, Teach Better. Let's see. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. It's been such a great conversation. Uh, any last thoughts you would like to share with the viewers of the show? No, there's a lot of great educators who have inspired me um, from people that I've met on Twitter to educators that I've worked with from the teachers to the principals. Um, we have some common administrators that we've worked with and Guy Schumacher, uh, Michael, Mike Lubefeld. Um, right now I have a new superintendent, Rebecca Jenkins, who I'm learning from. So 
just honoring and um, appreciating and asking questions to people so you can keep learning from them. Um, but it's been nice to talk with you. Um, and I'd like to talk with you again about other topics. Awesome. It's so nice to see you in person, having you in my show. Uh, truly an honor, man. Thank you Thank so you. much. Continue to lead and inspire. Good yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Eparim Martinez. Chulu. And I love that production. Chulu out. <laughs>